So we're going to talk about um, praise. So just, uh, just to tell you really briefly, probably most of you guys already know kind of basically who I am, but just, just to tell you a little bit. So um, like Matt said, grew up in Liverpool in a great Christian family. My dad's here right now. Um, grew up in a great church, in Frontline Church, for those of you guys who know Frontline. Uh, and in a Christian school. I grew up in Christian Fellowship School. So just had a great upbringing. Um, definitely gave my life to God at an early age. Uh, and then, as Matt said, again, um, when I was 18, I went off to America to, to do a school of worship, um, uh, which I'll, I'll talk a little bit about as, as we go here. But, um, yeah, so I was there, and I met Kim, who was my teacher at that time. So kind of as the year was progressing on, it was kind of strange to find that I was, I was having romantic feelings towards my teacher. But, um, but probably stranger for her that she was having romantic feelings towards her, her students. So, uh, so anyway... Got to the end of the nine months, and uh, I just told her, hey, uh, I have feelings for you. And uh, we, we started a relationship, and basically I ended up staying out there in Kenosha for, uh, for seven years. And then for this last year, we've been back in Liverpool, and the main kind of catalyst for that was um, just to be with my family and my mom. Most of you guys know that. So, um, so here we are, and we've loved being a part of Freedom Church. It's honestly been, been so great. We feel like we've made great friends, connected with old friends, and... Um, yeah, just have learned so much from being here. I think the, the way you guys outwork family, especially, is, is, is just phenomenal. And, and we've loved it. We've been so blessed by it. So, um, so that's great. That's just kind of a 30-second thing about me. Okay, um, so um, let's see. A lot of what I'm going to share today is things that I learned when I did the School of Worship. Uh, and I just say that because... Um, when I went to the school of worship, the place where I was at, basically, I, like I said, grew up in a Christian, great Christian environment, had given my life to God. I knew that Jesus was the Lord of my life. Um, I knew that he was my savior. Uh, I'd even tried walking away from God for a brief period of time and come to realize he's my only source of joy, too, as well, in life and all of those things. And I knew that about God, but I still felt like, but I don't know God that well, and I really want to. And that was my heart. And that was kind of my prayer when I went to the school was, um, God, just help me to get to know you better, basically, was what I was praying. And I feel like God answered that a lot, in a lot of ways with the things that I learned when I was on the school. Uh, and again, I just share that because um, hopefully some of the things that I, um, that I talk about this morning are going to be keys for us in developing more intimacy with God. And if our heart, which I know all of our hearts are, God, we want to know you better. Um, I believe there's, there's things in within the topic of praise and within what the Bible says about praise, um, that is actually, they're going to be keys for us um, in, in growing in intimacy with God. So, um, the verse at the top of your sheets, if you have them now, does everyone have one? I have more, if anyone needs them. Got enough, okay. I, I printed them out and then my printer malfunctioned and then I printed them out again, so I had like 60 sheets. <laughs> oh, you got a blank one? Okay. Um, why, someone needs to make a great printer that never malfunctions though, you know. Um, okay, but the verse at the top of your sheets is, blessed are those who have learned to acclaim you. And I, I love that verse. It says a couple of things to me. First of all, um, the praise is something that we learn. It's not. It's kind of encouraging because it's, it, it's basically saying praise doesn't always come 100% naturally to us. It's not like we're just overflowing with praise all the time. We know exactly what to do. It's actually something that we learn and we grow in over time. And here the Bible is just um, acknowledging that. And then the other thing that it says, obviously, is that when we have learned to acclaim God, and we have learned to praise Him, we're blessed. And there's so many blessings that, that come through that. So, um, 
So that's great. So then we have a definition of praise there, um, which I'll, I'll kind of loop back to after we talked about what is praise. So, but a dictionary definition of praise would be um, to express favorable judgment of or to express warm approval or admiration of something. Okay, so praise actually as a concept um, is great because it's really easy to understand. It's a pretty everyday concept. It's not overly spiritual. So for example, I just praise my son all the time, you know, when he was taking his first step. I'm like, good job, Jedediah, that's awesome, keep going. That's, that's praise right there, it's just that simple. Um, when we experience something good, we typically just want to praise it. it praise is just a natural response. If we see something good, it, it kind of just comes out of us. We're like, oh, that's amazing, that's great. So I had a friend who just recently went to the Grand Canyon and was just overwhelmed by how amazing and beautiful it was. And his kind of first response was, take a picture of it, put it on Facebook, and tell everyone, hey, the Grand Canyon's amazing. I'm experiencing this great thing. So again, praise is just this natural thing that comes out of us when we experience something good. Um, that's what praise is. So, so a couple of things to note about praise, and you have these four points. So first one is that praise is always outwardly expressed. Okay, so for praise to be praise, it has to be demonstrated. Okay, so it goes beyond a, an inner sense of gratitude or appreciation which is good too, but it's just not praise yet. Okay, so you feel the inner sense of gratitude on the inside, and then you have to take some kind of action or say something to get it out in order for it to be praise. Um, and before you do that, it's just not, not praise yet. Does that make sense? So you could be in a worship time, sitting down, just um, you know, meditating on the glories of God, and someone could come to you and say, hey, you're not praising God yet. And you say, well, how do you know? You don't know my heart. I might be praising God but you're actually not yet. That's, that's the truth. You, you might be worshiping God in your heart, inwardly, which is awesome too, but in order to take that step into praise, it's got to be some kind of outward demonstration. Does that make sense? Great. So praise is always outward. Um, second thing is praise can be for a person's attributes or works. Okay? So for example, with God, we could say, thank you for being my provider. That's talking about an attribute of God, who he is. Or we could say, Thank you, God, for providing for me in this situation. When you worked out this situation like this, that was amazing. And there we're praising God for something that he did, for a work that he did. Does that make sense? So it can go either way. Um, ultimately, we're always praising the person, even if we're praising the work. Um, so, for example, if my, say my wife cooked a meal, and I was like, man, this meal tastes amazing, so good. I'm praising the meal, but we all understand that I'm actually praising the cook, right? Is that yeah. So, um, you know, if I said that, my wife wouldn't be like, hey, give less attention to that meal. I'm the cook, okay? I'm praising the meal, and she just understands that I'm actually praising her. And again, it's exactly the same with God. So back to the example of my friend with the Grand Canyon. He's like, this is amazing. Um, it looks beautiful, wonderful. He's actually praising, praising God in that moment, even if he doesn't realize it, because God's the creator of that thing. So. Um, which is kind of cool, because there can be people even you know, in a place that maybe they're raising their fists to God, but they're still praising him in all these kinds of ways because God's just that magnificent and great that he just calls praise out of us all the time. Number three, praise is always outward focused. Okay, so Philippians 4, verse 8 and 9 says, Finally, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if there's anything excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So again, here we just get the kind of sense of how outward-focused praise is. It's looking for things out there that are amazing and that are worthy of praise, and then we, we think about those things and meditate on those things. Thank you so much.
Um, so that's just kind of the posture of praise. Um, when we're truly praising God, our eyes are always outward or obviously upward onto God. Um, our eyes are never inward in a time of praise. Um, we're, we're always looking outward. Um, and we kind of become irrelevant in, the, in that situation. So, um, you know, again, going back to the Grand Canyon um, example, my, when my friend was gazing on the, you know, this amazing landscape, um, he's just not thinking about himself in that moment, right? He's completely preoccupied by, by this other thing. And that's just the way praise is. It's always outwardly focused in that same sense. Um, and then my fourth point here is um, praise can be to a person or about a person. So again, this one's really easy. So I could say, like this morning, Fee, great job leading worship. That was so good. Loved you know, what you did with the Bible verses, which I did. Fantastic. Um, and then I'm kind of praising Fee for um, how she led worship. Or I could say to someone else, like, hey, didn't Fee do a great job in worship this morning? That's praise too. It's, it's about her. It's not to her. Um, and this can be a great way to evangelize, honestly. I know for myself, I can find evangelism not very natural, not very awkward. And the best way that I find to get into it is just to praise God to someone else. So for example, um, last year I got given a car for free, um, which was amazing. And I just love to tell my non-Christian friends about it. Hey, I'm like, hey, I just got given a car, which obviously starts all kinds of questions about how amazing the church is, how amazing God is. And again, it's just a great kind of intro into that. It's just, just talking about the good things God's done in our lives. Um, so um, if we put all these things together, we can come back up to our definition of praise, um, which is that praise is an outward demonstration of our inward gratitude to and admiration of God. And praise is preoccupied with who God is and what he's done. And honestly, if there's anything um, that I would love for you guys to take away from this morning, it would be that second sentence there. Praise is preoccupied with who God is and what he's done. So when we come into a worship time, as soon as the music starts, it's typically not a time for introspection. Again, our default mode there should just be to kind of forget ourselves, forget what happened in the week, and just to become preoccupied with who God is and what he's done. Um, so the 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 kind of big upshot of this is that we don't praise based on how we're feeling. So we might come into a worship time, we might feel really bad for any number of reasons. Uh, it might have just been a really bad week and that might be really legitimate. Um, but the fact is God's still holy. He still created the whole earth. Jesus still died on the cross for our sins. And so we just look at the two realities. It's not that this stuff isn't true. It's just that we just don't look at it in that moment of time. We just look at God and who he is and we become preoccupied with him in that moment um, or for that time. Um, again, this, this can be the same with, you know, we might feel like we've had a really bad week just as far as, um, you know, anything. I can feel like, man, I just was snapping at my wife so much this week. I just feel like, oh, I just did a terrible job with that or, you know, spiritual disciplines, whatever it is. And we might feel like, I just don't even feel worthy to come into the presence of God right now. Um, but again, the fact of the matter is, praise just isn't preoccupied with that stuff. We just kind of set that stuff aside. We know that God forgives anything that we did. And then we just don't dwell on it in that moment. We just come and say, God, I'm focusing on you. I'm looking at you, looking at who you are and what you've done. And we just make that our focus during, during the time. Does that make sense? Um, so just to say with this, I'm not saying that obviously generally we should push down our feelings and not, um, not focus on those issues at all. Definitely there are 
totally appropriate times to think about those things, talk about those things with other people? Absolutely. It's just saying that that time is a time for basically building in a spiritual discipline into us. Of I'm not going to think about those things in that moment. I'm just going to focus on God. Um, I'm also not saying, obviously, that we should put on a Sunday morning face and like everything's going wrong, but we just come in and pretend like everything's fine because God is so good. You know, I think you guys are great at that. You outwork um, family in church and you're real with one another. Um, and that's fantastic. Um, but again, it just means when the music strikes up, we set our focus on God. We become preoccupied with who he is and what he's done. Um, for me, this, this brought a lot of freedom to me, actually, because a lot of times I could feel hypocritical in worship. You know, I would just feel like, you know, maybe I, I felt like my spiritual disciplines weren't everything that they could be, or I could feel like, I just don't, I don't, I don't necessarily feel like praising God in this moment, so it feels a bit hypocritical then to jump or dance or those kind of things. Um, and again, this, this, this truth just brought so much freedom to me because, again, I realized I'm, all of those kind of thoughts are just focusing on myself, just turning my eyes inward. And what a freedom it is just to think, I just don't have to think about those things right now. I'm just looking at God and looking at, again, everything that, that he is. Um, and the amazing thing is that as we become preoccupied with God versus how we're feeling, our feelings actually begin to change, typically, which is amazing. Um, so, yeah, does that make sense? Yeah. Just really quick about emotions. A great way to kill good emotions is to focus on whether you're having them or not. <laughs> okay. So I, I was talking to a friend recently, and he said, yeah, I used to, used to like walk around the park and just sing praise to God to try and lift my spirits, and, and it did. But then as soon as I would stop singing, I would focus on whether I was still feeling good or not. And within about five minutes, I felt really bad again. <laughs> I was like, probably because you were focusing so much on whether you're feeling good or not. You know what I mean? It's like, if you go on a date, and you're like, oh, I really want to be really enjoying this date the whole time. I want to feel so in love with this you know, woman the whole time. That's like a guaranteed way that you're just going to feel stressed out, right? You're not going to feel anything. <laughs> Whereas if you just enjoy the other person, again, all those feelings are just going to c- come along like that. Um, so, and, and again, as, w- as we praise, our feelings just end up lining up with God. I don't know if um, any of you guys have just experienced this. I've experienced this a ton of times, so a lot of times I just wake up in a bad mood, to be honest. Um, I don't know if anyone can relate to that. I don't know if once I'm more sanctified, I'll just wake up and be like, thank you, God! Lovely. Amazing, but typically I wake up and I'm like, oh, you know. So on the school of worship, when I was there, we, we started every day with a time of praise and worship at 8 o'clock. Uh, which some mornings was like 20 minutes after I'd woken up. <laughs> I was just like, oh, I do not feel in a good mood right now. But they kind of hammered this stuff into us like, okay, time to praise God. Let's become preoccupied with who he is and what he's done. And so many times I would find if I focused on, oh, I feel so rubbish right now, I would just feel rubbish for 40 minutes. But if I actually just focused on God, I would find by the end of the worship time, I felt really great. I had a much better perspective on my day, on my life, on all kinds of things. Not because I was focusing on my life and those things, just because I was focusing on who God is and, and what he is um, in all those things. Um, this is great practice as well. I mean, this is part of what praise is, is a spiritual discipline for us. Um, and so this is just great practice for us in lining up our actions with the truth. Um, so basically, we want to live our whole lives, don't we, based on the truth of who God is and what he says versus the seeming truth of how we feel in a moment. 
Does that make sense? So time of praise and worship is just a great time to practice that for half an hour. All my actions right now are going to be based on the truth rather than based on how I feel necessarily. Um, and again, that, that can just impact all areas of life. Again, I'm going to act towards my wife in a way that God wants me to act versus maybe how I feel in this moment when I kind of feel like snapping at her. But I've actually started to build this spiritual discipline in of, you know, God is good. My wife is a gift from God, so I'm going to act according to that versus maybe how I feel in a certain moment. But Kim's so lovely, I never feel like that, ever. <laughs> <I mean>, um, <laughs> um, okay. Okay, so let's get into how do we praise. Does everyone feel like they know what praise is now? Yeah. Great. Um, how do we praise? So we've already said the praise is outward. So the Bible tells us loads of um, outward ways that we can praise God, which is really exciting. A couple of things that it doesn't say. The Bible never says praise God in a way that feels authentic to you. Whatever just feels like right for you, just praise God in that way. The Bible doesn't say that. Uh, it doesn't say praise God depending on how you feel in a moment. If you feel like praising God, then praise him. Again, the Bible doesn't, doesn't really say that. Uh, and it also doesn't say praise God in a way that's culturally relevant or feels culturally relevant. It just tells us ways to praise God. And that's what we do. So um, let's, let's go through these. The first way is to, uh, what do you guys have? Stand, kneel, and lie prostrate. I was so nervous about that word prostrate. <laughs> Not going to say it again. Um, <laughs> so you guys have loads of references there. I just tried to give you loads of references for if anyone wants to go through and, and look up these things. But I'll just read a couple of them. So Nehemiah 9 verse 5 says this. And the Levite said... Stand up and praise the Lord, who is from everlasting to everlasting. Uh, and Revelation 15, verses 2 and 3 says, And I saw what looked like a sea of glass glowing with fire, and also those who had conquered the beast and its image and the number of its name, which is us. Um, and it says, They were standing beside the sea of glass with harps of God in their hands, and they sing the song to Moses, saying, Great and amazing and marvelous are your deeds. So that's just a picture of heaven and what we'll be doing in heaven. Again, we're standing up in heaven and praising God. And then there's some references there for you guys too on, on kneeling and lying prostrate. Oh my gosh. Okay, <laughs> got it right again. Um, okay, so in this, you know, this is just the way the Bible pictures the people of God praising God. It always pictures us either standing up, kneeling, or lying. Uh, it never pictures us sitting down, which again, I'm not saying that we can't sit in a worship time. The Bible doesn't say that. I'm not saying that, um, but our default mode ideally should be um, to be in one of these three postures it would, if we're able to, um, which if we're in a half-hour worship time, we might be kind of tired by the end of it. That's probably good. You know, Jesus tells us to worship God with all of our strength. That's one of the things that he tells us, so it's actually okay. If you get to the end of a worship time, you're like, I'm kind of tired. That's a great thing. You gave yourself in praise to God. So that's excellent. Um, so standing speaks of respect. Um, and just engagement, just being engaged with the time. Um, kneeling and lying um, speak of reverence or awe or submission. Um, sitting typically speaks of relaxation, right, or rest, potentially disengagement, um, which, again, are just not things we want to be doing in a time of praising God. So again, I'm not saying we can't sit down during a worship time, be free, but, again, we should be aiming for one of those postures, ideally. Um, is that cool? Yeah. Second way is to clap. That's the second way we praise God. There's actually only one biblical reference to clapping. It's Psalm 47, verse 1. 
says, clap your hands, all peoples, shout to God with loud shouts of joy. And then there's other two references there, uh, kind of um, like the, the one says the trees will clap their hands, the other one says the river will clap its hands, which maybe is a poetic reference to us clapping our hands. But e either way, clapping is definitely a biblical form of phrase, but not the most important. It's not in there a whole lot. So absolutely we should clap, um, but we should also aim for these maybe higher expressions too. Um, and the most high expression of praise is the next one we have, which is singing. Um, which is all over the Bible, so I just try to overwhelm you with references. This is like not even close to half of the biblical references on, on singing to God. But it's clearly something um, that's very important in the Bible to do. So I'll just read out a few of these. Exodus 15 verse 1 says, Then Moses and the people of Israel sang this song to the Lord, saying, I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously, the horse and his rider he has thrown into the sea. So this is right after the ten plagues on Egypt. The Israelites escape from Egypt. They come to the Red Sea. They can't get through. Then the Egyptian army is coming up behind them, and they're in this kind of horrible situation. Then Moses stretches out his staff. We know the story, right? They get through on dry land, and their enemies are, are swallowed up by the sea, um, which is fantastic. And they, once they get through that, the very next thing they do, the, the very first thing they do, really, even as a free nation, is that they sing a song to God together. Which I just think is amazing. That's like such a great response. Like there's so many things that we can learn um, about the Israelites in the wilderness from what they did badly. But here's one thing that they just did really well. And again, it's totally relevant for us because we can think every day just about our salvation and an appropriate response to that is just, I'm going to sing to the Lord because he's done marvelous, wonderful things for me. Um, great. I'll read out 2 Chronicles chapter 30, verse 21. It says, And the people of Israel who were present at Jerusalem kept the feast of unleavened bread seven days with great gladness. And the Levites and the priests praised the Lord day by day, singing with all their might to the Lord. Uh, so again, this is just how we should sing. Sing with all our might to the Lord. That's what, that's what we're doing. Um, Psalm 30, verse 4 says, Sing praises to the Lord, O you his saints. And give thanks to his holy name. Uh, Psalm 47, verses 6 through 7 says, Sing to the Lord, sing praises. Sing praises to our God, sing praises. For God is king of all the earth. Sing praises with a psalm. So that, that verse is really driving it home, right? This is what we're supposed to be doing. You know, we get here. That's why we do this when we come on Sunday morning. It's not like, just a random time filler before the preach or something. It's like, this is what the Bible told us to do when we get together. We sing praises to our God. Um, so Psalm 61, verse 8 says, So I will ever sing praises to your name as I perform my vows day after day. So it's just something that we're always doing day after day, ever singing praises to God. Um, Psalm 104, verse 33 says, I will sing to the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. And James 5 13 says, Is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. So again, anytime we're feeling happy, let it out. Let's sing a song of praise. I have 10 minutes left. Oh my goodness. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, so basically when the Bible talks about singing, it's normally either talking about just a biblical command to us, sing praises to God, or it's talking about a proclamation of self-determination. As in, I will sing something we've chosen to do. As long as I have breath, 
I will sing to the Lord. Um, okay, dance. There's not a ton in the Bible on dance, um, which is good. <laughs> I'm a terrible dancer. Um, so Psalm 149 verse 3 says, Let them praise his name with dancing, making melody to him with a tambourine and lyre. And then this is interesting. Um, in the Hebrew, um, so in the, bio, in, in the Psalms, when, whenever it says to rejoice in the Lord, that word rejoice, the actual root definition of the Hebrew word means to spin your body around. Um, so whenever you see rejoice in the Bible, it's basically what it's telling us to do. So just imagine like the Israelites are there and the Levites are you know, telling them, okay, it's time to rejoice in the Lord. I imagine they just looked at one another and were like, all right, let's do it. Come on, let's go. You know? So that's, did <laughs> you see that exact same thing? Honestly, guys, that's what the Bible tells us to do. Let me just tell you one, one thing about dance real quick, because I'm, I'm a horrible dancer, um, but it's just what we're supposed to do as the people of God. But um, I was in a worship time one time. Now, the church I'm in back home, if, if it's a fast song, most, of the, most everyone's kind of jumping up and down. So we're in this worship time. We're jumping up and down, and um, I felt like God told me, now start twirling around. And I was like, Really? Because it's awkward to twirl around because as soon as you get this way, there's someone like right there. And it's like, do I keep my eyes open? And I'm like, hi. You know, or, is it, or do you just close your eyes? And that feels weird too. So it's just like, this is so awkward. I don't want to do it. Um, so at that time in my life, God had brought up a big um, issue of shame in me, actually. And I, um, there's a root of shame that he was dealing with. But at that moment in time, it just, um, it just felt like, suddenly this big issue had been brought up and I felt horrible all the time, basically where I was at. And um, so I was, I was in this worship time and God told me to spin around. So I was like, okay, God, I'll do it. And literally, as I started to spin around, you know, if you spin something and if there's anything on it, it would just like fling off. Mm. I felt like that. I felt like um, just, I had a picture of like just black kind of tar on me, just like flinging off. Um, so it was just a moment in time. God, God did lots of things as he kind of brought me, brought me through that issue, but that was just a moment of time where, again, I just responded to God with something physical, and, and he did something spiritual inside of me. So there's, there's lots of reasons to dance. There's lots of reasons to praise God. Um, we should be exuberantly praising God. And that's, you know, if you kind of catch the heart of the Psalms, that's what the people of God were doing. As soon as the music started, they were just going for it and praising God with all their strength. So... Okay, number five, shout, proclaim, speak. Psalm 32, verse 11 says, Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, O righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. Um, so shouting generally speaks of joy or victory. So it's either shouting for joy, because uh, we just have joy, or it's, it's shouting in victory. Typically before a great victory happens, uh, interestingly enough in the Bible, God says, now raise a shout. Um, and then the, the victory happens. So um, we can shout in those two contexts. Um, playing musical instruments, I'll just, I just won't even say anything about that. Um, but for you musicians, if you want to know what the Bible says about, about music, um, 1 Chronicles chapter 15, chapter 25, and 2 Chronicles chapter 5 are great chapters to look at. Um, that's kind of where David is establishing the ministry of music in the nation of Israel. And there's lots of interesting stuff about it. Uh, number seven, raising hands. So um, Psalm 141 verse two says, let my prayer be counted as incense before you, 
the lifting of my hands as the evening sacrifice. Um, so what does that mean, the lifting of our hands as the evening sacrifice? Well, in, in Exodus chapter 29, it actually talks about the evening sacrifice. And God says, when you offer a sacrifice at evening, it's like a sweet and pleasing aroma to me. And my heart takes pleasure in it. So basically, that's, that's what the psalm is saying. is When I raise my hands to God, I just want it to be sweet and pleasing to him uh, as a gesture of praise to him. So if we raise our hands, you know, even culturally, we understand this, it generally speaks of surrender. So we can raise our hands as a way of saying, God, I surrender to your will. Um, and also just being in a position to receive from him. Um, and then in, in 1 Timothy 2 verse 8, Paul says, I want Christian men everywhere to be raising up their hands in worship. So, um, And the last one is speaking in tongues. Um, this is just strictly a New Testament form of, fra- of praise. Um, and so in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, um, Paul is talking about he's comparing tongues and, and prophecy. Uh, Matt just talked on this pr- fairly recently, uh, and he said that, um, well, what Paul says is that um, prophecy is more valuable when we're together because people can understand what's being said. But within the context, when he's talking about it, all, oh, one of the things he says is, when I'm speaking in tongues, I'll be praising God. No one will be able to understand it, but I will be praising God. So that's just another, another way that we can praise God. Is that cool? Yeah. Any questions? Great. So why do we praise God? So I, I've kind of talked about some of this stuff, specifically uh, point four and five. What do, you, what do you guys have for points four and five? Gateway to perspective and sets the pattern. Yeah. For not, so we kind of talked about that stuff, right? Um, so, so why do we praise God? So those, those two things are huge. Um, and then how, my, how many more minutes do I have? Oh, great. Okay. So that's one minute for each of the other points. Um, so God has commanded it. So if we have no other revelation on, on why we should praise we can just understand that God said it in the Bible. You know, so if God said it, I'm going to do it, right? It's just that simple. Um, and I think a lot of times um, revelation can come to us actually after we just choose to obey. So it might be just a step of like, this feels dumb, I don't really understand it, but I'm, I'm going to raise my hands or I'm going to start to dance or something. And then actually as we do it, we begin to understand God shows us more and more uh, of a bigger reason why other than just he told me so I'll do it but that's just a great starting place Um, second thing is that God is worthy of it so um, are my notes roll out of order now okay so Psalm 18 verse 3 says I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised and I'm saved from my enemies and Revelation 5 12 says worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing so again if we've seen anything of God, we just realize he's worthy of praise, right? We just, our inner selves know it. And so we just let that out in praise to God because we know that, that he's worthy. Okay, next reason, it is good. It's good to praise God. So um, Psalm 135 verse 3 says, Praise the Lord, for it's good. Sing to his name, for it is pleasant to sing to him. I just think that's it's great, isn't it? it? It is pleasant. It's great to sing to God. It's a great thing to do. Uh, and then Psalm 147 verse 1 says, Praise the Lord, for it is good to sing praises to our God, for it is pleasant and a song of praise is fitting. So again, our, our fullest joy really on, on this earth and in heaven um, in eternity is just to come before God and to praise him. Uh, and, and Psalm 16 verse 11 says, In your presence is fullness of joy. 
at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Um, so it's kind of weird to talk about this point. It's really something we just have to continue to experience more and more. But as we just come and praise God, we just realize more and more, wow, it's just, it's good to be doing this. This is a good thing for us to be doing. Um, four and five and then six, okay, really quick, spiritual warfare uh, and how praise relates to spiritual warfare is a massive topic, but um, there's a number of stories in the Bible, this doesn't always happen, but there's a number of stories where the Israelites are told to fight a battle and God actually says, I want the, the worship team to be right at the front, actually. And they start praising God and... Um, Basically, the battle's already won, and the army just kind of finishes things off. Um, but those stories are in there, I believe, for God to... Um, God's just showing us an image and a pattern of that when we praise God and when we um, play our musical instruments, when we sing to him, when we do those things, spiritual realities actually happen in those moments. Um, and so, um, yeah, it's, it's just something we do in faith, really, you know, but again, we believe that God commands us to do these physical things because there's always a link in the Bible between the physical and the spiritual. Um, and sometimes God just tells us to do a physical thing. We don't really understand why, but we just do it. And then all of a sudden, our enemies are defeated. You know? um, and again, th- that's, that's another thing, that the more we do it, the more we begin to see and know and experience the reality of it. But again, we just have to start by doing it. You know? so, so really practically... Um, you know, what this can look like. For example, for me, um, you know, one of the things I've struggled with on and off throughout my life would be depression. And there have been times where God's just told me, just, just praise me, just, just praise me, okay? And um, there's been various times where I've just begun to do that and just trust him that he's dealing with, the, you know, those issues or, you know, whatever, whatever's going on in our lives. Um, when, when we praise God in that way, it's kind of a way of saying to him, like, God, I trust you in this situation or that situation, even though I don't see all the answers yet, I believe that you're faithful. I believe that you're worthy. So before I see all the answers, I'm just going to praise you. Uh, and that's what we do. Uh, cool. Wow, I got through everything. That's fantastic. Um, any, any questions or thoughts? Or? Great. So as far as the, you know... Um, how do we praise? You know, there were eight points in there. I just encourage you guys to go to God and just ask him, like, are there any of these things that, you, that you're actually telling me that you want me to step out in more? And a lot of those things, you know, I'm like the most introverted guy, so it's not like these things are comfortable for me. But again, it's just, you know, if God's telling us to do them, then we just have to respond to him. So I just encourage you to, to go to God uh, and ask him, like, how do you want me to respond to this? What do you want me to do? Is there any, any way that I should be now? kind of stepping out of my comfort zone and and making your praise glorious. So that's it. Great. Like God's laid out that this is this is great for us to step into this outward expression of praise and that there is blessing in it for us as we as we learn to do it. And um and I just want to ask you, I guess ask you a question that where are you at in terms of that praise? Just as you've heard that again, just a real assessment of yourself. And I guess, you know, is there a fresh question there over you that does God want you to step out afresh in praise this morning would be my, the le- this is the question that I'm left with, actually, you know. And, um, and I'd ask you one question. If you wanted to see one thing happen in Freedom Church as a result of um, what you've taught us today, if you want to see one fruit, what would it be? Come on. Yeah, it's really right. No, I think, you know, I think... Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I think my, as, as I'm here, you know, I love being with you guys, and, and I do feel this sense of like, I feel totally confident that, that everyone adores God and loves God. I do feel this sense of like, let's go for it then. Let's let it out. You know, what we have inside of us, let's just let it out. You know, I think as we start to do that, again, we're going to um, ex- experience God in, in different ways in our worship. It's not like we do this and um, we somehow manipulate God to meet with us more by doing it. Again, it's just if we're focused on God, we're going to see him more, we're going to experience him more. That's just the way it is. So, um, yeah. Would you pray for us a moment? Yeah, definitely. God, I thank you so much for your with us. God, I thank you even for these promises on the walls that you never leave us or forsake us. God, I thank you that when two or three are gathered, that you're here amongst us. God, we want to... We want to know you more. God, we want to make your praise glorious. Um, God, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you just help us in all these things um, to make your praise glorious. God, I pray that when, um, when the music starts, that you just put it in our hearts to, um, to praise you with, with everything inside of us. We just say that we love you, God. You're worthy of it. You're amazing. Um, yeah, we praise you, God. Amen. Amen.